Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Well, much of yesterday was spent over in the rectory getting my boys packed to go to camp at Beaver Cross today. Now, while in the vast majority of situations, I would counsel that asking the question, what would Jesus do, is generally a helpful practice. Packing for camp is probably an exception to that rule. Because we learn in today's gospel reading that Jesus' packing list is dangerously short. Exactly one staff, one pair of sandals, and the clothes on your back. No food, no baggage, no money, not even a jacket. Take nothing for the journey. Just go. Now what's worse is that Jesus isn't sending his boys to Beaver Cross. I know that if for some reason I were to drop them off there this afternoon, equipped only with what's on Jesus' packing list, that Beaver Cross is a well-stocked camp full of loving and caring people, and they would still be well taken care of. The disciples have no such assurances. They go out into the world completely dependent on the kindness of strangers. They go out into a world where they're just as likely, if not more so, to meet with hostility as with hospitality. And they shouldn't think for a minute that just because God has sent them on this journey, that the way will be easy. Or that the people will be so impressed with their message or even with their miracles that they'll just welcome them with open arms. The experience that they've just had in Nazareth, where Jesus himself is thrown out by his own neighbors, should surely disabuse them of any such notions. Now, it may seem that this missionary camping trip is very poorly prepared for, but that is for a reason. You see, the message that they bring, there is something about it that requires the bearer to come in weakness and dependence. The messengers of the gospel, like their Lord before them, must come needing help and a handout. They must come in weakness and dependence. They must come, like St. Paul, carrying all the thorns in their flesh, ready to endure weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and calamities for the sake of Christ. Because it is just that weakness and dependence which makes perfect in them the power of God. Now on this day in particular, when we celebrate national independence and strength, and rightly so, we may be tempted to confuse those things, blessings that they are for a nation in this world. We may be tempted to confuse them with the values of the kingdom of God. On this day, when nostalgia is powerful, we may be tempted to pine after a time in our nation when things seemed different, when the church seemed strong and influential, when it seemed to command respect and perhaps even fear. When everything was closed on Sundays and when every shopkeeper wished us a Merry Christmas. 
But we must resist those temptations. Because as much as we have reached for them over the years and sometimes wielded them as well, strength and independence and influence and commanding respect have never properly been a part in this world of the Christian faith or of the life of the church. Jesus had none of those things in this world. And neither did the ill-prepared disciples or the much-harried St. Paul. And so we too should not yearn for, much less boast in them. If we are weak, if we are poorly supplied, if we are dependent, if we are troubled, that is what we should boast in. Because that shows to us and to the world that we serve a God whose grace is all sufficient for us. Who will, by that grace, sustain us through every need and trial. Grace, you see, is what we have to offer. And grace is not for the healthy and the wealthy and the independent because they have no need for it. Grace is for the sin sick and the poor in spirit and the utterly dependent, which is everyone, no matter what our physical or fiscal situation might be when we are honest with ourselves. And so the message of grace cannot be clearly heard when it is preached from a place of health or wealth or independence. But it can be heard as clear as a bell when it's preached in word or deed by people like us who come ill-equipped, needing help, carrying with us all manner of thorns in the flesh, weak and dependent people whose very existence and continued endurance shows forth to the world the all-sufficient grace and perfect power of God. For whenever we are weak, then in Christ we are strong. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.